listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Balkum, and this is the Save the Marriage Podcast. This is where we talk about how you save and restore your relationship, kind of no matter where your relationship is. If you're at a low point, we want to find a better point. If you're at a high point, we want to keep that trajectory going. Sometimes people come because their marriage is crumbling. Other times people come because they want to make sure that doesn't happen. And then we have those who maybe feel like they're at the end of the line and don't know what to do and are ready to give up. And so today... I want to kind of talk through some of that. I've got a couple of people who are just like, you know, I don't even know what to say. I'm just looking for some encouragement. And so one one person basically gives the inf- some background information, just says, yeah, I'm ready to throw in the towel. I'm losing faith. I'm on the, the verge of throwing in the towel. And an inspirational podcast is required. I, I'm pretty sure you mean required for yourself, not from me. But um, what I wanted to make sure is that we talk some through that. And then another one comes a little bit more um, with some other details I want to read because a lot of people are going to relate to this. And you say, I feel lost and broken. I've looked into your system, but wonder what's the point if he's checked out? What's the point if there's no desire on his end to improve or make anything better to be the couple that is happy and in love for years and years on end? Maybe this is long-winded, but I'm hoping to get something. My husband and I have a long history of on and off again since high school. I've always believed we'd worked out and be together forever, but I'm in a season in my life where I wonder if I've wasted my life and made mistakes in trying so hard. I feel our relationship can be one-sided, especially in times of need, and the brunt of it all falls on me. If I don't fix me, then he will leave, and the more often than not, in arguments and fights, it'll be thrown in my face to leave since I'm telling him about something that's hurting me or upsetting me. There's been a history of infidelity in which I've made a lot of effort to try to address my trust issues and insecurities that have been created from these situations. I guess my question is, when do I accept what is and walk away, or how do I know there's hope and continue to work for it? So both of those are talking about some decision-making and do I have hope or not? I mean, that really is a question. So let me be clear that I, um, I try not to be the angel of hope, but maybe uh, the God of realism. Um, and so uh, there are people who are like, yes, everything will be saved. I know, statistically speaking, that when I work with people directly, I, I know that we are in the neighborhood of about 80% success rate. Now notice, I didn't say 100% success rate or 99% success rate. There are 20% that are not going to save their relationship. And some of those are because a spouse is so dead set on this that there is nothing you can do to turn it around. Sometimes it's because the damage has been so deeply done in a relationship that it cannot be turned around. Sometimes it's because the person who's trying to save the relationship just gets to a point where they say, enough, I tap, I'm out. So part of what you're trying to figure out is where you fall on that spectrum. There has been no point in my career when I've said to people, you have to work on this forever. You have to face this forever. But I do start listening in when people start talking about wasting time. I don't come from the perspective that there is wasted time. I, I mean, we, we can waste time, right? I can sit out in my hammock and, and read, but I, even that I don't think is wasting time as much as I'm kind of resting up, right? And so sometimes I think that wasting time is uh, already a mistaken way of thinking about it. 
let me kind of give you a rough example uh, and tell you how uh, I've seen this throughout my life. Um, so about uh, 15 years ago, uh, I got sick. I got, uh, and I've talked about this other places. It's, it's actually been a little more than 15 years ago now, but I got very sick. And uh, to the point that the doctors told my, my wife that um, I was going to be on disability. Now, here I am, mid-30s, right? Mid-30s, and I spent nine years past college getting the training I needed to be a therapist. Obviously, I'd been working during those years as a therapist, but I kept adding credentials to the back of my name and collecting some other training and and all that. So part of that was the fact that here I am, mid-30s, and I've only been out of school since my, you know, um, early 30s. And here I am facing this illness that could be career-ending and eventually life-ending. Now, I'll look back on that, and I realized that part of what was happening was that I was out of shape, and I had been eating horribly, and I was stressed out, and I was allowing all that to accumulate. Even while I was working on how to help people thrive in life, that was where I was. And so there I was in the midst of all of that. And the illness, um, I will tell you, the doctor was correct in his diagnosis. He was incorrect in his prognosis. I got fortunate. It wasn't that I beat something. I just happened to have uh, the type of this illness that would eventually burn out and I would be okay. Now, I will also tell you that it was a miserable, a super miserable six months, a pretty miserable nine months, and a miserable year while I was sick. But I got better. And at the end of that, I had learned a lot of lessons. In fact, it transformed my life. So if you came up to me and said, hey, I can make you sick again, would you want to do that? I would say absolutely not, but it was not wasted. It meant something. It changed something. We are actually the accumulation of everything that's happened to us. So there are a lot of times when people would like to undo something, erase something from their lives, and that's not the task of life. The life is... Life is living through those difficult times. The task of life is walking through those times because that's what the days are made up with, challenges and and struggles. And so it's easy to say, I feel like I've wasted my life, and I just don't think that's a really good framework because it's more likely to lead you to take an action because you no longer want to waste your life instead of saying, what is there for me to learn from this? What are the possibilities here? And at what point have I decided to no longer learn that lesson, right? Maybe I need to go to another lesson. One of the things that is true about relationships is that we come into relationships not knowing how to have them. I mean, that's true of of marriages. Even if you are remarried, you know, let's say your first marriage or second or third marriage ended in divorce, that doesn't mean you ever learned how to be married. In fact, it's evidence that probably you didn't, right? Because they ended. And so the first successful marriage is the only successful marriage, unless a spouse dies and you remarry. That's the only one where you learn and figure out what this is about. So there's not a waste to it. It's a learning experience. And, and let me go one step further. When things aren't going well, it's generally because people don't understand what to do. They don't understand how to move through through this. And so a spouse who doesn't know how to relate differently means that they are with all the other people who haven't figured out how to relate differently and how to be married. I mean, that's the nature of it, right? And so a lot of times it can be frustrating when you have, um, uh, to say it one way, seen the light, right? You you have a 
at least a, a glimpse of something that it could be and a grasp of how to get there, right? You have a glimpse of this relationship that could be loving and, and great. And uh, as, as this one person says, to be the couple that is happy and in love for years and years on end. I mean, that's, you, you have a glimpse of that. And you even have some grasp in how to get there, but you probably weren't there before. So many times I have people come and say, man, you know what? Your system ought to be mandatory reading for people before they get married. And and I'll be honest, when I started writing, it was to teach people how to have a great thriving relationship. The problem was very few people want to know that until they are in trouble. And the fact is that those same techniques that would give you a great relationship are the ways you work towards a great relationship. I mean, that's, that's basically the the system. That's, that's what I created. Is it's, it's kind of a blueprint of a great marriage, how to have a thriving marriage. And so that's often the first time that people say, I never knew this. You know, even if you came out of an intact family, even if your, your parents stayed married, sometimes they weren't happy. And other times the magic that made it happen was kind of Places you didn't see. It was happening in their own mind. It was happening in their own quiet conversations. It was happening behind closed doors. It was happening where you didn't see it. Sometimes there are some invisible things that change our lives. Uh, I, I often bring in the whole jujitsu thing because that's been something I've been learning and evolving into for the past year and a half. And the more I do it, the more I see the lessons of life in there. And so the other night, uh, we were practicing a move, and the uh, the leader, the teacher, said, now, it's interesting with this move. When you do it right, it looks one way, and if you do it just a little bit wrong, it almost looks the same way. In fact, you probably can't even tell the difference. And so he demonstrated. He had somebody, and he coached him through how to do it right, and he said, now I'm not going to coach you. And they did it wrong just because they hadn't mastered it yet. And he said, who saw the difference? We didn't see the difference, but there was something going on different. And so when he corrected what the person had done wrong, suddenly, you know, it locked in. And he said, I can feel the difference. I can feel the difference. And said to the person trying it out, could you feel the difference? And the person said, yes, I felt the difference, right? But all of us on the outside didn't see it, right? And so sometimes there are marriages that uh, have beautiful backgrounds to them that you might not know why there's magic to them which means that you might not have had much experience seeing great relationships in your life. I'll give you a little hint here. This is why a lot of times people come to me and say, I didn't see it coming. We are the couple that everybody thinks has it all together. So it looked good from the outside, but they were missing some central pieces in the puzzle. Okay, so I've wandered a little bit out here, but I want to get back to this um, because I don't think it's wasted, right? You've been learning lessons along the way. Sometimes there are lessons to say, okay, I'm not going to do that again, right? So my lesson learned after that illness was I've got to eat better. I've got to exercise. I've got to work on my stress. I've got to rest better. I've got to take better care of myself because this is the body I've got to get me to the end. The same kind of approach that people take to a relationship. Okay, I've been running it down. We've been uh, too focused on me. Uh, We've been arguing and conflicting in ways that are not getting us where we want to. And so I've got to change that. I've got to move this to a place where we are getting to a better place. But you got to learn that lesson by not being at that place. Back to jujitsu. Trying that move, couldn't do it right. 
the teacher comes over and says, here, let me show you. He does it on me, and I'm like, man, that's a whole different move. Let me try that. And because I now had a new clue, because I knew I hadn't done it right, the next time I tried it and got it right, it made sense, and I remembered why. I remembered the placement of my arms and my foot and everything else, and suddenly it clicked in because I hadn't had it quite right. But I could reflect on the fact that I didn't have it right. What I believe in life is that we are in a reflection, practice, reflection, practice process. So we try something. It doesn't work. We don't try to do that again. I mean, lots of times people do that. But a better way of doing it is reflecting on it, thinking about it, and trying it again, practicing it differently and reflecting on that and practicing it again. That's the way we all develop in life. If all we're doing is thinking about it, just kind of reflecting, it never comes out. If all we're doing is practicing, we get locked into bad habits without considering how they're getting there. So our task is to really be focused on the work at hand and realize it's never wasted. You can still choose to say, I'm doing no more, but that doesn't mean any of that time was wasted. You're still growing. You're still changing. You're still in a place of development, even if you can't save the relationship. Now, here's the thing I uh, say as kind of the big promise. I want to make sure that if your relationship succeeds, you're able to say, good for us. Look at what we did. Look at how we were able to move beyond something and get to something better. That's, that's what I want. That's what's been the results with about 80% of the people I've worked with directly. Again, this is not the people who bought my system only because I never know how they're going to use it. Sometimes people never even read it. So I'm talking about the 80% of the people that I'm working with that I know are moving in that process, right? And that leaves the other 20% who I want to at least make sure they're able to look in the mirror and say, I did everything I could in order to turn this around. Ultimately, one person cannot save the relationship the whole time by themselves. There's no way you can do that. At some point, a spouse has to enter into the process. So what we're trying to do is create the scenario where the person will step back into the relationship. We're trying to create the arena where you can enter it back in and say, okay, we're in this together now. So a lot of what Uh, we need to understand is that sometimes you're at a different place of perspective. I I hate to even say it, but a different evolutionary point in your mindset. I didn't say better, but a different one. And I honestly think better of, of how you think about the relationship. You now have a glimpse of what it could be that you want to move towards and some grasp of how to do it. Your spouse doesn't have that. They're still struggling on what's happened, what's back there, you know, all of that back stuff. And so back to this thing, um, in a season of my life where I wonder if I've wasted my life, I don't think so. Um, and I don't think it's a mistake in trying so hard. But I do think that there are some toxic elements that are still in there because you haven't turned the corner into being a we. You talk about the infidelity. You talk about the, the broken trust. Infidelity, broken trust is a background for a lot of relational issues, for sure. But it also comes within relational issues. They're not 
it's not a separate thing. It's not as if that happened in thin air. There was something that went up to it, and I've talked about that in some other podcasts about what's behind that, the two things that are running that. In fact, I've got a book on that. If you're interested in understanding that, uh, Recovering from the Affair is the name of that book, Recovering from the Affair. You can find that by going to theaffairbook.com, theaffairbook.com. That'll tell you some about what causes this for the most part. There are some outliers, but for the most part, what causes infidelity and how you can move through and reestablish that trust. Um, So when do I accept what is? That's different than the second part of this question. You say, I guess my question is, when do I accept what is and walk away? That's two different pieces. When do you accept what is? Right now, you accept what is. Walk away, that's a different question. A lot of times people really struggle against where they are. A couple of uh, weeks ago now, um, I did a, an orienteering event. If you're not familiar with orienteering, I used to do it all the time um, when I was adventure racing and then just doing some orienteering where they give you a map where you had to find your way to certain checkpoints and check yourself in at that checkpoint different ways, electronically or a punch or different ways to prove that you really found your way there. So I was, I was telling, uh, I went with my wife and a, another uh, a young man, uh, we did the orienteering as a, a race together. And I was saying, you know, there was this one time when they hand us the map and it was a two person team. Uh, I was with a friend of mine and we were going to do this race. It was a long race. It was, you know, we had six hours to complete the course. And so it was an orienteering. It wasn't the adventure racing where we would go for 12, 18, 24 hours. But in this one, we had six hours to complete the course. And so there we are at the starting point. And I am pointing in one direction to go to checkpoint number one. He's pointing to another direction and going to checkpoint number one. And I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. And I'm arguing why I know I'm right. And he's arguing why he knows he's right about where we are, where we're headed. And the meat leader came over and said, hey, guys, it's this way. And he pointed the opposite direction from both of us. And we realized that we had not oriented ourselves to the place on the map. So accepting what is is basically saying, here is where I am, and, and knowing that very clearly, here's where I am. It's not deciding here's where we go or here's what I do, but here's where I am. So you do accept what is. The question that you have to decide is whether you walk away or not. And so the place where I think it's important to do that is to ask the question, am I really ready to do that or am I feeling the pressure to do that? Am I feeling the hurt, the pain? And, and the, the feeling of that, rather than deciding it, I'm feeling like giving up is different than deciding to walk away or deciding to continue working on it. We all have free choice. You, your spouse, everybody has free choice on whether you're going to walk in it one direction or not. And so the question is simply to ask, have I walked the distance I want to towards my goal and I'm ready to now walk away or do you say, nope, I'm deciding to work on it. It's an individual choice. Uh, At some point you may say, I'm not willing to accept what has happened or accept my spouse's behavior. That's when you can begin to make decisions about it. And until then, my recommendation is that you accept what is for sure. And then you decide you're going to continue acting towards your goal. At some point, you'll decide not to. But that is your decision. It's not one that I can give you a, an objective 
place on it. There's no place on there that you, you give up and walk away. When you want to throw in the towel, entirely up to you. When you want to walk away, entirely up to you. The question is, have you done the pieces that you know you need to do and that you want to do in order to be that person who looks in the mirror either way and says, I did everything I could. If it succeeded, I did everything I could. Look at what we did. If it fails to be able to look and say, I did everything I could, it just couldn't turn around. That's the the place. 80-20 is the split. When I work with people directly, 80% are able to say, look at what we did. 20%, I just want to make sure they get to the place of saying, I did what I could and I feel good about that. Um, that's not about uh, feeling like it's a wasted time. It's making sure you're focused on the fact that life is always a learning process, and we really are the accumulation of everything and every place we've been up until now. Hope that helps. Um, if you were just looking for a rah-rah, I'm not much on rah-rah. I'm more on let's, let's do what needs to happen and make sure that you uh, get to the result you want or to feel good about what you've done, and that's, that's my goal. Hope that helps if you need help with the practicalities of it. You know, if you want the coaching along the way, we have that. Um, here's the really cool thing. I have to save the marriage system. It's a, it's a basic approach that helps lots and lots and lots of people. It's, I've sold uh, the whole process now to people around the world. We have 85,000 plus people who have used the process around the world. Now what we've included is, for the past few years, I've done a step up. I've got a, an extended program for people who realize they just need more resources. They need more help. That's the VIP program. It gives extra training and some coaching and some extra tools, really cool stuff. Here's the thing. I give you a week of that for free with a, the person who grabs the system right now. A week of that for free. All you have to do is say, when I offer it, to say, yes, I'll sign up for it. If you pass on it, it is the only time you get that offer, but it's a week free. If you don't like it, send me a note. Send my staff a note. We get you canceled. Then we also give you a 15 to 20-minute session with one of our coaches just to make sure that you're getting started, getting going. Also, free, no obligation, nothing to lose. So you're basically getting a lot of coaching at zero cost just because you got the system that gives you the process you need. So this is where we make the invisible visible. You know, sometimes it's about knowing the little pieces that you didn't know you were doing wrong or you didn't know to even do it all. And that's what that process is about. So if you don't have it, go to uh, savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. If you've had infidelity or something else is breaking that, you can find the book on recovering from the affair at theaffairbook.com theaffairbook.com This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com